You're listening to the Fresh for Friday podcast. This podcast is for youth leaders to inspire you and give you practical tips to make the most of your time in youth ministry. If you've just joined a youth team and are a new youth leader, this podcast is for you. If you've been doing youth for a while and want to be re-inspired, this podcast is for you. If you're a gardener and want horticulture tips, this podcast isn't for you. I don't know why you downloaded it. So get ready for our chat with today's special guest. You're listening to Fresh for Friday. All right, here we are with Pastor James Murray from C3 Canola. Canola. California. I should remember the name yeah, of, you the, of the place. <laughs> the location. Yeah. Canola, yeah, the place yeah. everywhere. Yeah, well, everyone wants to be here. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, mate. Thank, thanks for being here. You know, your velvet-toned voice yes. going through your headphones <laughs> into the ears, which is very nice. Thank you. Just turn down the bass. Yeah. And, uh, turn the be, bass. <laughs> turn it down. Drop the bass. Yeah, right. James, what has been uh, your history of, of youth ministry? What have, uh, awesome, man. Yeah, great question. Um, so, so for all the listeners out there who don't know, my story is that I was um, – actually, I used to be the drummer. Really? Yeah, I used to be the drummer in youth. How funny is that? Awesome. So I loved you it. You still I, drum? Oh, look, I totally don't. <laughs> I like to think again. But um, basically, I was the drummer for our youth team from, I think I was 15 or 14 when I started drumming at youth because yeah. I used to be in a punk band as well. Hey, oh. What was it called? Chuckwood. Chuckwood. Yeah, pretty. Is- I know, it's pretty, it's pretty punk, eh? Hey? It's pretty punk. What, we were huge. Covers like, or originals? Oh, both. Really? Oh, we what dominated. was the biggest track? We had, a, we had a, our biggest track was actually called Skank Tone Cowboy. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Hey, it was hilarious. Skank? I think it's still Skank Tone Cowboy and it actually still is on MySpace. I'm not, no. If you go to MySpace, Chuckwood is still there. You can check it out. Skank it's, Tone it'll change your life. It'll, it really That's will. That's going to be the title of the podcast. <laughs> Skank Tone. I don't even know what it means. No one knows what it means. It's just provocative. but gets the people going. It gets the people going. Um, yeah, so I was actually the drummer in uh, a punk band and then – Started playing at youth. Yeah. And uh, loved loved playing at youth. I was actually convinced that I was going to be a drummer for the rest of my life. Yeah. No joke. I thought if I could just drum and, and, and play in church, like I wanted to, I'm like, man, do it. I just want to play every week. I'd love to be involved in the worship team for the rest of my life. You know, literally thought that was going to be the case. And then when I was um, 17, my youth pastor said, hey, do you want to run – the high school age group like do you want to take this on this is this is a high school as in it was senior high age group so it was like 14 to 18 yeah yeah and um and i'm like oh yeah i'll give it a go like why not and that back then this was probably like between 30 and 50 kids yeah on a friday night in in the in the um classrooms of of oxford falls like the bible college classrooms yeah yeah and uh and back then we 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 took it on and and 17 and with, with a handful of people and back then it was called pulse yeah pulse was the pulse was the, <laughs> it was great pulse um which it was from that era where names like that were really cool for youth yeah, ministries yeah yep. pulse, pulse. Our, our junior high ministry was called whiplash whip because <laughs> <laughs> that was always the aim of every junior high night <laughs> that you would get, you get whiplash and if you didn't <laughs> there's something horribly wrong uh with our ministry but um yeah so we did we had pulse and then Basically, uh, from from there, from seventeen till twenty nine, I was running youth. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, all from 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 high school age group 
to becoming, at, I think it was around about 21 or 22, a high school chaplain mm-hmm. working in schools and, and on staff at Oxford Falls as the high school's pastor. And I think it was around about 24, I want to say, that I became the youth pastor. Yeah. And then from 24 to 29 was the youth pastor. Um, I think it was around about that. It's a bit blurry because I'm super old now, yeah, obviously. a bit senile. Oh, way senile. Um, and, uh, and then from... Yeah, from that, that, that was basically my whole journey. So, so I want to say roughly, well, from 17 to 29. So it's 12 years of youth ministry. Wow. Yeah. Solid. Over a decade. Over a decade. Hey, way to make it sound decades. way more, yeah. like me sound more ancient it's than, than ever. Hey, dude, you serve for a decade. Yeah. Who uses that word anymore? Decades. Decade. I don't good, know. It's a good word. Maybe when you're playing cricket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that even? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. think you say that in cricket. I don't know what you say then oh, either. Man. I scored four decades. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you say that. I well, I say, say it. Century. I say I'm trying to make it. Oh, a century. That's right. Century. Yeah. That's a hundred, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they go with decades? They should. I don't know why they. Hey. Me? Well, anyway. Anyway, for all those well, cricket listeners out there, should email someone. Yeah, yeah. get it changed. That's our campaign. <laughs> That's us get it. Yeah, look, we're we're totally digressing, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> Welcome to my mind. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, awesome. That's what it's been. And um, why do you think youth ministry is important? Yeah, I, I think you know what. It's actually a really good question because I think is it because yeah. I'm doing this thing in the podcast where someone when someone says that's a good question. I award myself a cheeseburger later on. Because so for good questions? Yeah, for good questions, yeah. So, <laughs> Well, dude, you, you can afford to put on a couple of kgs, so you're <laughs> yeah, fine, man. True. You pound those that's cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say that's a good question to everything you <laughs> yeah. ask because I want to see you put on some, yeah. some fat, time, man. Season two. Yeah, yeah. Next time you see Will, he might be morbidly <laughs> obese because of the good questions he's been giving out. But, um, Sorry. <laughs> Supersize me, yeah. Will. Uh, yeah, so... so um, you know, it's interesting that youth ministry's taken a massive journey because when I was when I was a a youth, right, a teenager and young, like a junior high person, youth ministry wasn't really a big deal. Like mm. it wasn't. It was. It was still, um, and this it was still the era of let's go bowling, let's just entertain the kids while their parents get you to learn about their faith. Sure, you know yeah. that literally. I can still remember it. And, you know, just it was always ga- – and there's nothing wrong with games and bowling, don't get me wrong, but that was literally – that was the pinnacle of it. Yeah, right. It was just that. Yeah. And then, and then when I was like in my early to mid-teens, um, that, and so and this is probably in the – yeah, this is like in the mid-90s. Come on. Yeah, right? Yeah. That, that sounds so funny. The, but the peak of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The peak, the peak of it, right? And, and NSYNC, everyone was around back then, yeah. Backstreet. Oh, not NSYNC, actually. Um, and then, you know, basically from there, it started to take this, this massive um, uh, change. Like, it, it literally, youth ministry evolved. Mm. It's the best way I can put it. And that, that was the era where even events like Youth Alive and all these things started to kick into place. And youth ministry changed to becoming this huge, um, you know, big deal. It was like a huge event, thousands of teenagers. I remember going to the Horton Pavilion at, at Fox Studios and it was packed out with you know, like 10,000 teenagers or something awesome. like that. And, and, and even the entertainment center, the old entertainment center packed out, you know, it was this era. Um, and, then, and then even through my youth ministry time, like becoming a leader and a pastor, um, youth ministry was that. And it was definitely a big event thing, but I've, it, what, what has changed is that 
And I, the reason why I'm taking the long way around this question, because I always do that, that's what every good preacher does, take, yeah. <laughs> takes, takes you down a way different path to answer a simple question. Um, but, um, no, you've got to give the context. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, go, right, yeah, I've got to give context. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, basically, you know, when I finished up at youth ministry, there was this massive um, shift from, and I don't think it was even a youth ministry shift, it was a generational shift. And, and people didn't, didn't dig the big events anymore. And it wasn't event driven, uh, or that just didn't work as much. Um, and 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 the question started to come up, and I heard it. I heard it. Even now, I still hear it to a degree. Like, is there a point to youth ministry? Has youth ministry finished its time? Mm. Uh, is it all about this the corporate church and youth being integrated into the life of the bigger community and trying to figure out how to do that? Is a service still necessary? Mm-hmm. Um, and to my response to that is absolutely, it is. I, I, still, I still stand by um, the importance of youth ministry. And the reason why is because um, you, you, could, you could get, yes, a generational service and you can have that. And it's needed to have everyone together. That's, that's all of us together enjoying community. Um, but if you don't create specific doorways into that community, you'll actually you, you'll miss out on on really reaching specific types of people. Yeah, and yeah. and the, the demographics that need specific doorways would be youth, would be young adults. Mm-hmm. I would even say maybe even young marrieds and young families. Like there needs to be specific before you can now just migrate into the greater body yeah, yeah. of the church. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so youth needs that. It needs it. And for, for youth pastors out there, man, oh, sh- should we, shouldn't we? I, I say, man, you got to stick at it because it's not a room of the church and this is where we have to change our thinking. Because a lot of people think youth ministry, oh, it's just another room of the church and here's the youth room and here's the... And that was our thinking for a whole generation of youth pastors and leaders was that it, it, it's, 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 it's a room of the church. Yeah. Here's the, and what the danger of that is that it creates silo mentality and it's like this is our youth ministry and this is our young adult ministry yeah. and then there's church. And it's yeah. like, well, hold on a sec. No, they're all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all church. Uh, youth is church, young adults is church, but it needs to be seen for what it is, which is a doorway, not a room. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a doorway, and and you want to make it the most attractive, appealing doorway you can for that demographic. Yeah. So that they will walk through it and into into the greater body of Christ, and that would be where your true success is seen on youth ministry. Is that yes, it's important on Friday, but your true success is seen on Sunday. So good. It's on Sunday that has to be seen. So if youth aren't with you on Sunday, and then they're only with you on Friday then you need to rethink things, I believe, because yeah. you will eventually stump the transition of, of demographics and, and pathways, do yeah. you know what I mean? From yeah, yeah. what was youth to young adults and what was young adults to young marriage, what was young adults to young family, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. absolutely it's important. So, so. good, not, not building a youth ministry, building the church. Build the Just church. Getting them in there, that's Exactly, awesome. yeah. So good. What do you um, think the, the role of a youth leader is then? Of a youth leader? I, yeah. I think... A youth leader's role would be the same as a pastor's role, as any any person who is in leadership in church, and that have to be that we are um, we're leading people to know Jesus more first and foremost. Yeah, does everything else takes secondary place to that? So you, you're trying to um, what the Bible refers to, you know, is, is presenting people mature or complete, mm-hmm. lacking nothing, and that's actually uh, it's it, that's about your relationship with Christ. You you know. And so that's where youth leaders have to see themselves as, hey, I'm actually helping this person on their journey with Jesus. Yeah. And that goes far deeper than just attending on a Friday night or a Sunday. Yeah. It's actually, you know, like I'm, I'm taking care of this person's 
spiritual journey, yeah. you know? And so knowing Jesus would be a big thing. I think the other side of it would be um, a youth leader's role is to help help people deal with their yesterdays, like help them deal with their stuff. Mm. Um, and, and youth have that. In a, in a, in a, you know, we think adults have that, which they do, trust me. But um, <laughs> it's actually even teenagers, like there's teenagers that come from broken families and, mm. and, and messed up situations. And, and what, will, what will happen is that youth today will typically try and just, you know, brush that over and just suppress that and push it down. And then the issue is, is that what, what we don't deal with in our teenage years, eventually we're dealing with it a greater way in our adult years. Yeah. And so I think a youth leader's job is to help kids like, hey, let's help you through this. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, you, man, your family's been through a divorce, but understand you're still accepted by God and this doesn't change your status with him and yeah. let, let's help you find freedom in him and, yeah, and don't let that dictate what your future's going to look like just because that didn't work out there. Yeah. God's sovereign, he can help, you know, all that stuff. So I think definitely helping people deal with that. Um, the other one would be discovering meaning. Mm. Um, that, that's the job of a youth leader is to help that young person discover their purpose in life. It has to be. Yeah, because if you don't have a purpose, um, you'll obviously be purposeless, and that's this generation. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's purposeless. Oh, man, I like I remember for me as a teenager, the fact that I found a purpose. Like my job is to help people come to know Jesus as a teenager. This is in my late teens. I really caught this, and now for me, giving up certain things wasn't a bigger deal. Yeah, like giving up my popularity or giving up my you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to go to that party and do what they, everyone else is doing. I was, it was, I was happy to sacrifice that on the altar of social status mm. um, because I knew I had something bigger. Yeah. And so if young people know that there's something bigger than a party or there's something bigger than what people think of you and there's something, you know what I mean? So that's discovering that purpose. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, last but not least is just helping people to um, go and live that out. Yeah. You know, make a difference, do something with it, you know, yeah, be a so part good. of something, be a part of the change. Don't, don't let change happen around you and just complain about it or wonder what if we did this. No, go and do it. Yeah, Change yeah. your high school. Help and, 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 and a youth leader's job is to instill that. Like, come on, man, you can do it. Yeah. You can you can go and change your high school. You can go and start a pre-meeting. You can go and start a connect group. You can go on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's what a youth leader really um, those four things would be integral. Awesome. Yeah. Good word, integral. Mm-hmm. Um we often share good um, youth fails stories of mm. like when youth goes wrong. You've got a lot. I know. I appreciate that. Yes. Thanks for pointing out a lot of failures. No, no. I don't mean you've got personal <laughs> failures. I mean, yeah. You have a lot of failures. I no, know. No, 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 no. no, no. You've, you've witnessed a lot of hilarious youth ministry moments. And I know you've got some good ones. What, oh, what do you think man. is your best story of just hilarious youth ministry? Maybe not a fail, maybe just a funny moment. Mm. That's a good question, Will. Thank you. Cheeseburger number two. Um, yeah, I think, I, oh man, I've got so many. Someone actually asked me this a while ago and I blanked out because I'm like, man, there's so many to choose from. I One can of literally them, see he's just gone to um, a bookshelf behind him I, and he's <laughs> opened an old dusty book <laughs> like bo- Gandalf the, in yeah, that library. It, it is, it yeah. is. I've opened it up and I'm looking at the, the archives of Youth Ministry Fails. Um, I, well, one of them was pretty hilarious. Was um, was the time we did bobbing for apples in ice water? Yeah, 
and that was pretty fun. I don't know. I don't know if I suggest anyone to do this, um, but this was in our junior high ministry, and we had people bobbing for apples in freezing cold ice water. Yeah, like yeah. it was crazy. And one young girl starts bobbing for apples. She's got her head in there. She's trying to fish away. She was so persistent, man. Like trying yeah. to get this out. Like yeah. that's hard anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let alone like minus two temperature water or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's bobbing away, and then suddenly she just stops, and then she just keels over and she passes out. No. She passed on out. Stage. She passed out on stage. She literally fell to the ground and the cold no. was so bad <laughs> that she passed out. So that was that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, so we had bad. we yeah, we had some phone calls that week. <laughs> we had some phone calls that week. Um, and was was that a visitor? I don't know if it was a visitor. Because it seems to be like that usually happens to visitors. Visitors, yeah. yeah. We had another one where we had it wasn't a fail. I thought I still remember this story because oh, we had this we, we we well, I I don't know. But we actually had um, we had this thing we were doing like a fear factor, talking about our fears in one yeah. month of youth. And I said, is anyone scared of sharks? Yeah, I'm scared of sharks. Anyone scared of spiders? Yeah, I'm scared of spiders. Who's scared of snakes? And people are like, yeah, I'm scared of snakes. Come up on stage. Tell us about why you're scared of snakes. <laughs> and so these four kids come <laughs> no. up on stage. One of them was a visitor, right? <laughs> no. And we're like, so why are you scared of snakes? Oh, that's slithery. And oh my gosh, it's disgusting. You know, all this other stuff. And we're like, well, now it's time to face your fears. And we had this girl in our youth ministry and she had a diamond python as a pet, this massive diamond python. And so she comes out on stage and everyone's like, oh my God. The crowd's going crazy. Because yeah, yeah. in youth ministry, they just want to see people suffer. I don't know what it is, right? It's like, yeah. they take great joy. We're so sadistic in our teenage years. So, so basically this, this girl comes out and she puts the snake around the girl, our visitors, visitor girl, and she starts shaking. Like, you know, it's people shake because they're cold or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen someone shake in fear. Yeah. It's, it's a whole nother level. So she's shaking oh and then goodness. she just starts bawling on stage, but she's frozen. She, she's like, she's got this snake <laughs> crawling around her. Oh my gosh. And uh, we're all, heaps of people are laughing. And then we took, you know, we didn't take us to, well, took us a couple of minutes to realize, actually, this is probably like <laughs> destroying up. her like from the inside. But yeah, I don't wow. know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. After that. Wow. That's a good one. That that's was a good one. Hey. Good. Oh man! So there's that, a couple. That's shocking. For a few, yeah, we've had a couple of those. That's very good. Well, that, <laughs> that's obviously when we're failing. But how do we, um, as youth leaders, how do we know when we're winning? How can we, mm. you know, come to youth, do our bit? How do we know, like, what I'm doing? I'm doing it well. Yeah. What's the, what's the proof of that? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a really good question. Will cheeseburger a number really three? Good. Yeah, really good. This might yeah. be no, it might be a double cheeseburger. Okay, double. Yeah, let's not yeah. go to Big Macs. I think okay. that's like. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. when I drop like a philosophical. <laughs> yeah, <ball laughs> has to be that. Yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves there. Um, but yeah, look, I think um, look, you have to establish your win, mm-hmm. and and I think. I could say that there's a general win for every youth ministry, but I think it's important for every youth pastor to reflect upon what's their win. Like, what's the win? If, if um, once upon a time the win was, let's see how many teenagers we can get in the building on a Friday night. Mm. That was even my win at one point in the early years. I would think it's like that success is mm-hmm. that we had X amount of teenagers in a building. Um, the issue with that win is that it's extremely fickle. Yeah. Um, and then next week when it's not, you know, when it's half of what you had the week before, um, you, you then become a closet alcoholic, you know. No, I'm joking. No, no. You know I mean? You, you actually now become super insecure and, and um, you don't enjoy the journey in ministry because the win was a fickle thing like attendance. Yeah. And, and crowds are fickle anyway. So you put your win as a crowd, you know, it's not, it's not good. Jesus even said that. Yeah, yeah. He, knew, he, knew what, he knew what crowds were like and how fickle they were. Um, so you have to establish what your win is. And I think um, 
a win in youth ministry, again, would be subjective to each youth pastor. I think definitely the win has to be a universal win would be people coming to Christ. Yeah. Has to be. Like that's that's yeah, 101. Yeah. Come on. Like it doesn't take a genius to figure that one out. Um, but what's the win for your youth ministry? Like once they meet Christ, well, what's the win? You know, mm-hmm. um, I think if you establish the win and you work backwards from your win, mm-hmm. um, so if you're going to do anything in youth ministry, you establish what the win is. So if, if you're doing, um, for instance, we were talking earlier, you know, youth camp, well, what's the win of the youth camp? Yeah, I would say if the wind doesn't go past the event, you need to rethink it mm-hmm. because the wind can't be we had 270 teenagers or whatever. That's, a, that's part of the win. Yeah. Like absolutely, no doubt, man. It's amazing. But it needs to be okay. Well, out of that 270, we want to see um, X amount of people established in community now, like mm-hmm. established and how are we going to do that? And so yeah. you work backwards from that win. And so I think even from a Friday night, what's the win? And I think if we, if we set realistic wins – you know, like I would say for a youth ministry, like be realistic. Don't be like, man, we want to see 10,000 by the end of the week. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with having that faith and that excitement. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. Man, dream big, go crazy. But but set in place and set in motion um, realistic wins. So like, you know, for a lot of churches even now, it's like if you have a 7% growth projection every year, that's super healthy. Yeah. 7% is not a, it's not, it's nothing sexy about 7%. Yeah. It's like, what the heck? Like, why not 10? Why not, you know, five? Like, what's seven? What's the deal? But if you're doing that every year, like, that's a good win, mm. you know? And so it's, and obviously it's not just 7% in attendance. It's like, you know, value engagement over attendance. Yeah. That would be the, like, make that your win. Value engagement over attendance. Because if you're just valuing attendance, then you'll be a schizophrenic youth leader up and down, depending on what the numbers are like. Yeah. But if you value engagement, then you start to think, okay, well, where are we, where are we getting kids engaged? Like where yeah. are these teenagers? How are we engaging them? So now it's like, it's not, oh, I attend that youth ministry. No, that's my youth ministry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like good, that's yeah. my place. That's, and that's ownership. That's got to be one of the, that's what engagement looks like. It's ownership. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, you've got to establish that. Mm. You've got to establish that win for you as yeah. the youth pastor and as the youth leader. What is that win and I think even now, I don't know when this podcast comes out, looking into 2017, uh, as the year starts to roll out again, like work backwards from the end of the 2017 win. What mm. is it? What is it going to look like? Is it de- Definitely it's going to have a numerical thing to it, but that, that's like the outskirts of the yeah, win. Yeah. Sure, we need to set numerical goals, but then well, what, what, what have we done with that 7%? Why is that 7% engaged? Why, what have we put in place that by the end of the year, man, we can go, we did it. Yeah, yeah. And we worked, sure, we worked hard and we did all that, but man, we, we achieved our win. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, hey, what's um, something we can do practically, like a great tip that we can apply this Friday? So, you know, youth coming up on Friday or, you know, whenever you have youth, you know, Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. You know, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know how many you're getting to that. Totally, meeting, yeah. But yeah. probably a lot of truants, actually, <laughs> um, which is they need Jesus. Totally need him, yeah. Um, and... Not to say that truants don't know Jesus. I'm sure some do. That's okay. Um, I dig apologize it a hole. to you. But you dig, yeah, dig it a hole. I'll keep yeah, going. I like it. I can go further than this. <laughs> I can dig it worse. Um, but what's a great practical tip we can do? Just, just something we can do on Friday night to make the most of it, to make it really count. Yeah, look, I think if you're going to make Friday night amazing, um, I, I think about this even for my own church. What, what am I trying to do? 
with my team so that this Sunday is amazing. I, I'd just be encouraging my team to become experts in unfamiliar conversations. Very good. To become experts in unfamiliar conversations because I know that at the end of the day, you can have amazing media, worship, preaching, all that stuff. But if people don't feel like they belong there, um, they don't care. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the efforts that we put into church, you know, all that stuff which is important and cool, you know, have great lights, have great media, have great music, all that's great preach, absolutely. Um, but a lot of that stuff just kind of, that actually makes Christians feel good. Yeah, um, yeah. It actually does make a new people feel good. You know, that's nice for them, but what they want to know is, is there someone there who cares? Yeah. Um, and that happens through those unfamiliar conversations that we're destroying clicks and every team member's thinking, I need to meet someone I've never met. So good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an expert in unfamiliar conversations. So it's like I'm looking for, hey, where are you from? Man, so good to see you, bro. Tell me about yourself. You know, yeah. you imagine a whole team of people who are experts in unfamiliar conversations. So good. You imagine that. Not one person would slip through the cracks and I guarantee it, your youth ministry is going to feel a flipping electric on Friday night. Because everyone just feels like, man, I, I belong here. And this yeah. is great. There's no awkward little huddle over here and a little Christian click there. It's like, no, nah, man, we're, you know, high school musical, we're all in this together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 man, to quote the prophet, high school musical. You know, but it's true. Yeah. So I would say that would be a hugely um, important thing to put in place. Yeah. And, it would, really and it would see effects straight away. Yeah. I guarantee, promise you. Money back guarantee. Awesome. Yeah. How do, you, how do you do that if you feel like you're not a very extroverted person? If you're like listening to like, yeah, that's cool for, you know, you extroverts, but I'm an introvert, you know? Yeah, I'm not I good wanna... with chatting with people. Yeah, yeah look, I, I, I think it's totally, you know, it's a, it's a valid point, but I don't know if personality um, should trump, you know, Christianity. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, yeah. It, at the end of the day, like regardless of where you are at in your personality, whether you're, you know, introverted, extroverted, it's like you, you're there to be a Christian and you can actually... You, you actually are really good. If you're introverted, you're going to be really good at connecting with introverted people. Yeah, very true. There's always someone for you. Yeah. There's always someone. Yeah. And, and you, you can actually look beyond that. And, and look, if you struggle, like, welcome to the party, man. Like, if you struggle with talking with people, everyone does. Don't, don't fool yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. Even, even sanguine extroverted people, really, yeah. they struggle with it at times too. Yeah, don't yeah. be fooled by how loud and crazy they are. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's actually, they still have those struggles. But to, I think you've got to, like put yourself in their position. I think this helps you overcome your fear of people. If I was them, Very how would good. I feel? Yeah. If I came up to you and said, like, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. actually helps me change and make it, make it less about how I feel. It's like, well, how would they feel? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess they would feel good if I said hello. Yeah. I'm not asking you to, you know, be out there and, be, and not be you, but I am saying that you, you can simply, you know, walk across the room, initiate a conversation in a, in a cool, chilled out way. And sure, you might... You know, you might be scared, but just do it scared. It's, it's all good because at the end of the day, it's for them. It's not for you. Yeah. You know, so I think yeah, and we're all going to do that. And I, I look, I, I get it. I think I've got that people even in my own church who would say, I'm just not that personality. But I'd say, hey, come on, look, look beyond the personality and look to what Christianity does. And yeah. it's just, it is inclusive and it does just do that regardless of how I feel. Yeah. Um, Very good. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hey, we have a, a segment on the podcast. Um, it's filling the blanks. Ooh. So just go back to your time of, you know, being, being in youth ministry. Just remember the days. Remember the days. Now just put yourself there. Now I'm going to ask decade. you. That decade. Yep. <laughs> 1.2 decades ago. You know, the age of whiplash. Go back there. <laughs> whiplash. And um, you've got to fill in the blanks of this sentence, okay? Okay. After youth on Friday, 
All I want is... I, I, I think when I got home, all I wanted to do was to um, sit down and just watch TV and chill and relax. Or all I wanted was um, a greasy piece of pizza from down in Brookvale because everyone seemed to go down there after. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's usually what I wanted. And... and it felt good. Yep. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm nice. one of those people that if like after, at the end of like a church or at the end of a Friday night or whatever it is, I can't go to sleep. I can't. Like I have to wind down. Yeah. So I would literally just go home and sit and just put on, you know, something cool and, yeah. you know, just, just chill out and no, relax. I'm the same. I have to wind down. Yeah. yeah. Wind down. Yeah. So I want us to wind down. Once with like a few youth leaders, we, we um, went to this youth conference and like it was awesome and we needed to wind down. So we went home. And we watched the shopping channel, you know, oh. like the where the woman stands there. And yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Like, yeah, we watched that for like forty-five minutes. That was your wind down. That was our wind down, bro. I, I, look, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> the shopping channel would not do it for me. Like, no, I need yeah. something a bit more. You know, actually, I used to watch UFC. Hey, oh, after yeah. you? Yeah, I used to watch UFC. Is that a bit of like? Just getting out your yeah, just mate. yeah, yeah. It was depending on how the night went. <laughs> no, no, it was. I actually did. I just like, I just like winding down. Does it doesn't need to be something like the shopping channel or UFC? Very different. Look, I'd say Two there's a huge. It's a very polar opposites right there. <laughs> shopping channel. I'm surprised, man. Shopping channel is. It was just one time. Yeah, I, like I don't. Oh, you don't. Dude, you don't need to justify yourself <laughs> yeah, in front of me. That's right. <laughs> it was just one time. I promise. It's just it's just one. I just gave in. Uh, very good. Well, thank you, Pastor James, for uh, your very insightful answers. Man, so good. So many things we can apply from that. <clears throat> awesome. So I just got a frog or a horse in my throat or whatever you say. Yes. Some animal there. Yeah, so. some type of animal. Yeah, yeah. But thank you so much. That was awesome. Thanks, and, man. And uh, we can run into our youth ministries fresh for our Fridays. It's going to be awesome. Thank you, Pastor James. Bring it on. All the best, guys. Keep pairing. Thanks for listening to the Fresh for Friday podcast. Subscribe for fresh episodes every month. Follow us on Instagram at podcast and check out freshforfriday.com. If you've got a youth ministry question you're dying to ask, send it in and we'll ask our next special guest. Thanks for listening and run into your Friday feeling fresh.